0: Before we learn the next mimer in Samach Vav, the second mimer, it's important to give a little introduction, because the main theme of this mimer that the Rebbe Shab is going to speak about now might seem to be eschatology. In other words, what's going to happen after death, in Ganeiden, in the future, when Mashiach comes. And yes, that is much of what's spoken about in this mimer, and in a lot of places in Chesidus, but if one gets hung up on the ideas of what happens in life after death and these type of things, and Gan Eden and these things, one is really missing the point. Because in fact, the whole reason that Hasidus generally and this Maimres will see in the next couple of Mamorim is going to spend a lot of time explaining what Gan Eden is, what the Garden of Eden is, what happens after death, is exactly to, I don't want to say negate, but certainly to make light of and say... Exactly what the sages said in Pirkei Ovis in the fourth chapter, that one moment of Torah in this world is greater than all the highest levels of Ganeiden. And as the Alter Rebbe already explains in the fourth chapter of Tanya, how could that be? Seemingly Ganeiden, the Garden of Eden, we always know that after a person dies, they go to Ganeiden. Their soul goes to the Garden of Eden, some spiritual realm where they get the reward for... That's what reward, right? Isn't that where we get rewarded for everything we do, all the torments we do in this world? And the Alderba says, absolutely not, because Gan is only Mamale Kulalman. It's only a ray of God's light. It's only rays of... No, infinite rays, but not God himself. This is one of the main ideas how Hasidus completely changed the focus, because as the Rebbe Shabbat is going to explain in this Mimer, Gan Eden is a revelation of Kol Alman, the light of God, the Shekhinah, the light of God that's contracted that fills all worlds. The light of God that's contracted where God contracts His light not to reveal Himself but rather brings about a revelation to bring about worlds. So the energy, the light over here that's being invested is the light of Memale that fills the worlds. It's it's godly light but it's godly light where God has already contracted and it's no longer light that's revealing Him. It's a light that has to, that's doing something other than God. But it's after Mashiach comes when God's essence will be revealed. You see, What's important to realize is there's already a Machlekes Rishonim between the Rambam and the Ramban, Maimonides and Nachmanides. The Rambam says that the ultimate reward is going to be Ghaned some spiritual realm. And even after Triya Mason, there's a resurrection of the dead, people are going to die again. And then the ultimate eternal reward will be Rukhni, will be spiritual. But the Ramban, Nachmanides disagrees on the Kabbalah. And all of Chesidus, of course, agree with the Ramban and say that no... Gan Eden, the Garden of Eden, where Jews go after they die, is like a dugout. It's like, a, like just waiting, waiting until the ultimate future, which is Dafka, going to be in this physical world when Mashiach comes. And after the Beis Megdish is going to be built at a certain point, there's going to be the resurrection of the dead, Tchias HaMesim. And at that point, there will no longer be death. We will live eternally in this physical world is going to be God's garden. This physical world, Tchias mesem is the ultimate eternal life. So when Chazal speak about Olam Haba, When Chazal and the Gemara say the world to come, that can mean a whole lot of things, according to Chassidus and Kabbalah. There's Olam Haba, what happens after a person dies, where their soul goes to this Garden of Eden, called the Masifta Tadarkia, the Yeshiva Shalmaila, the Supernal Academy, where they're learning Torah, which of course is over there in Tanya, and we're going to learn over here in this Mimor also, it means that their souls are experiencing the revelation of the light of God that they could comprehend, which is of course the contract the light of God, even in the spiritual world, it has to be the contract the light of God. But that's not the ultimate reward. The ultimate reward is going to be the revelation of God's essence of dir in this physical world. And that's what we learned in the previous maimer. Now the Rebbe Shab says in the second Mimur that in order to understand what's the idea that through Torah mitzvahs we draw down atzmos, the essence of God, to make dir batach So to understand the greatness of what Torah mitzvahs are, we have to first understand what gan Eden is to understand how Torah Mitzvah is incompletely greater than Ganaden. But first we have to appreciate what Ganaden is. So now the Rebbe Shab is going to explain what Ganadin is to therefore be able to afterwards understand how Torah Mitzvah is much greater than that. So the, the Rebbe Rashab introduces the Gemar and Brachas that says as follows, that the Pasuk says, No I has seen God... No eye has seen yet at all. What is awaiting? Zula except you, God. Yas, la you're going to do for those that await you. And the sages teach. What does it mean that no eye has seen it? Ayin leirasa, so the Gemara says, Ze Ze'eiden, shulta ayin kolberia. The secret of the ultimate future we're waiting for is the secret of Aden. What's called Aden that no eye has ever seen? So the Gemara says, what do you mean no eye has ever seen Aden? Odam Harishan, the first man was in Aden. The Gemara says, no, he was in the Garden of Eden, Gan Aden. The Gan, the Garden of eden and eden itself are two completely different things as the verse says the pasuk says in the beginning of beresh it says a river flows from eden to water the garden And so you see that there are three things being given over in this image. The Torah says a river flows from Aden to water the Garden of Aden. So there's Aden itself. There's the Nahar, the river that flows out of Aden, which we know is Nahar Pros, whatever that means, to give water to flow into the Gan Aden, the Garden of Eden. And so Adam, and Khav they were in the Garden of Eden, which gets from the Nahar, from the river, but Aden itself no eye has ever seen. And here the Rebbe shab again brings from the Sefer, Eimak Melech, upon which much of Hasidus is based, that says that Dafko, what we're waiting for is to go to a place beyond Simtsum, before Tzimtzum, before God contracted himself. What Eden is, is what's called the Tainug Atzmi the simple pleasure that God's essence is, gets from himself in the language of the HaMelech, HaMelech the pleasure of the king self, which is a hidden pleasure that's above any way of being revealed or drawn down at all no eye has seen it no eye of any creation has seen it even Moshe Rabbeinu even the patriarchs even Adam Harishan that God created with his own hand before the sin no eye has seen the Eden yet This pleasure that God gets from himself and his essence. Now, what does that mean, by the way? Just very simply, it's like, you know, you could have all the pleasures of this world, but if you're in a bad mood, you're depressed, they're worthless. You might as well be eating dust, no matter how much the steak costs. But if you're in a great mood, that's called pleasure from self. You're essentially happy. You essentially have pleasure from being The pleasure from being alive. The pleasure from being self. The pleasure from being who you are. God, Atzmos, that's Eden. That's God's pleasure from God being himself. And that's what's going to be revealed in Tchei HaSameisim after the resurrection that there's going to be then the revelation of this level in the future, ham-shachas the drawing down of Atmos Mamish after the resurrection. And these revelations are not going to be revelations of God's light, rather the very essential being of God will be drawn down here and the Jewish people will also arise up into the very essence of God as well to take part in that pleasure that God gets from His essence. But until then, in Gan Eden, in the Garden of Eden, where all the souls are, even the highest souls, what they're getting is rays, glimmers, faint glimmers from that pleasure. Eden is the essential pleasure of God from self. The river Leaves from Eden bringing rays, glimmers from that pleasure to the Gan, to the garden, all the different levels of Gan Eden. There are l- millions of levels of Gan Eden, but they're all coming from that river. They're all just re- faint glimmers from the original Eden. And this is the, one of the fundamental ideas of Chesidus that we have to understand. That just like by Yetzias Mitzrayim, the Jewish people had to cross the Yamsuf. They had to cross the sea. To get Torah Mitzvahs, which according to this, means they to leave the worlds of Bri, Yitzirah, and Asiyah, the three lower created worlds. To be able to get Torah Mitzvahs, which unites us with God in the world of Atzillus, God as he's in the 10th Spheres. Torah Mitzvahs, crossing the secret, Yamsuf allowed us to rise up into the world of Atzillus. And that's why, by the way, according to Chsidah Shvishel Pesach, the of Shvishel Pesach crossing the sea wasn't just Stam to save us from the Egyptians, but was an actual preparation for receiving the Torah. But that's the Nigla, the revealed aspect of Torah. But so too, when Mashiach comes, Yeshua says about Mashiach the Hanef Yodel Anar that the Messiah will raise his hand on the Nahar, on the river. Not the sea, but the Nahar, the river, the river that's always running that's going to be in order to receive the Penemius of Torah, the inner light of Torah, which is the Shashua HaMelech Bat smusei, the pleasure of the kinging himself, which is the Torah that Mashiach is going to teach to the entire nation, not in a way of explaining, but rather he's going to show visually, not like Lema of to Torah now, which is through understanding, but Mashiach is going to teach Torah to the entire Jewish people at once visually by showing the essence of God, because the essence of Torah is going to be revealed, what the essence of Torah really is, not just the letters and understanding, but what is in the letters and understanding, which is the Mahus V'atzma, saying essence and being of God Himself, and that's what's called Eden. And to explain the difference between <clears throat> the crossing of the sea, Kriyas Yamsuf and the splitting of the river of the Nahar that Mashiach's going to do, the Rebbe Shab explains as follows. Now, we know that Mipsariah Chazalikad, that the same way our soul manifests, where a microcosm, macrocosm with God, is how God manifests. So, When we reveal ourselves to people, we talk, we say letters, or we write letters. Now, when you write down, you say letters, Oysius, do letters reveal or conceal? Well, it depends. If you write letters down, and somebody already knows the idea trying to convey, or something about it, they'll understand. But if a child will look at the same letters, they will not understand anything from those letters. So we know that the Kabbalah teaches that God, in order to create the worlds, contracted himself and enclosed himself in ten spheres, which means he now has a personality, has intellect, Chachma, Bina, and Das, and he has emotions, and he also thinks and speaks and talks, which of course don't actually, these don't apply physically to God, but refer to levels of God's light that are manifesting, and they're called thinking, speaking, acting, or intellect, emotions, they're called, those levels of God's light are called by these different names, Kars, responding to the way the light of our soul is in us. So just like when we talk, the letters might reveal or concealed, depending how you look at it. So when God creates the world, that's called that He talks. Malchus, the speak, Malchus, the kingship of God, Mamale Kolalman, He talks. That's Genesis chapter 1. Vayer malikim, Vayer and God spoke, and God said, and God said, and the world came into being. And so when you look at the world around you, you're seeing the letters of God's speech as the Balshamtev taught that every moment God is speaking the world into existence right now. So whatever you're looking at, you're literally looking at God talking, but are those letters concealing him or revealing him? So a child, one that doesn't know, that doesn't have Das, they, con- they conceal. But Kriyas Yamsuf was crossing Malchus d'Atsilas, entering the world of Atzilus from the created worlds of Biabria, Tsirassia, entering the world of Havaya, of Atzilus. that's crossing the sea, going from God's speech. Into the world of Atzilus, the source of God's speech within God, when God is still in the the emotions of God, so to speak, within Hashem, before He speaks, that's what Torah mitzvah does, it brings us into Hashem. But, just like by a person, before you speak, even before you have the emotion to speak, you have to first understand what it is you need to say. And in understanding, so there's the way that the thought process works. Our mind works with thoughts flowing like a river. We have thoughts flowing like a river. That's called Bina. Bina is where you have actual cognitive thoughts, and that's why you're always thinking. We always have thoughts going on in our head. That's Bina. And it's a raging river, or it could be a calm river, but that's Bina. But then you have Chochmah which many misunderstand as just being a source to Bina, but it's not, it's much higher than Bina. The ultimate is to go back up higher, back up to Chachma, because Chachma means when your mind no longer has the river, when your mind begins touching the place of soul that's above thoughts, that's above the river of thoughts, that's a taste of Eden, which in the language of Kabbalah is the hidden wisdom of God, as we're going to learn much more on later Mamarim. But therefore we understand to be able to have a perception of not through thoughts and cognitive understanding about God like now, but rather to like have visions of God, of Chachma, when your mind is able to see God without... Thoughts, but just a clear vision of God in everything as everything. That's Aden. So that Mashiach is gonna wave his river on the Nahar, the Bina, so we could go up to the Aden. Now, again, here we're talking about not our Bina or Chochmah, but God's. We leave we, the the river. Chris the Yamsuf was God's speech. We went up to God's emotions, and Mashiach is going up to God from God's Bina. Right now, we can only perceive God with ideas. And eventually Mashiach is going up to the place of Chachma, crossing that river to have perceptions from the the crown of God's head with the infinite transcendence, but that's only going to be in the future, which is why Mashiach comes in God's essence when Aden will be revealed, there will not be any ascents, alias. Because when God's essence will be revealed, it will be to everyone equally. But now in Gan Eden, in the meantime, that neshamas are ascending all the time, that every day, three times a day, and every Shabbos in Yontav, they have no rest, not in this world, not in the next world, that all the neshamas have reba madregas, that the neshamas that every single day are going up millions of different levels, and this is all in Gan Eden. Right now the neshamas are all appreciating the different Garden of Eden, but those are all just rays from the pleasure of Aden itself. And yet, even so, even though Gan Eden and all the different levels of Gan Eden are just rays, they're just glimmers from the river of Aden. It's all Mamali Kol Alman, but because these are rays, these are glimmers coming from that river, from Aden itself, meaning it's a revelation of God's infinite pleasure and in self. So even though then the Nishamas and Ganadin, it trickles down to them as a pleasure in a Toisves and a Rashi and a pasuk Chomish. And it's, a, it's, a, it's an infinite, vis a vis us in this physical world, it's an infinite pleasure because a ray from infinity is still a ray from infinity. And therefore, that's why the Nishamas and Ganadin, to go from one level to another, have to completely leave whatever level they're on to reach the next level. In other words, when you have two levels that are comparable, let's say you have to go from A to B. But A and B are comparable, so A will help you get to B. Like, for instance, when you need to learn something, everything you've learned until now will help you learn more. But the Gemara says that Rabbi when he moved from Babylonia to Israel, he fasted a hundred days so that he should forget everything he learned in Babylonia so he could learn a whole new way in Eretz Yisrael. And the reason is because when you have A and B that are completely different levels and comparable, one is not going to help you get to the other. It's like saying, oh, I was in the Harley-Davidson group, so now I could learn Toysvah better. Harley Being in a Harley-Davidson is not going to help you learn Toysvah better. The same way, learning Torah in Babylonia will not help you learn the Torah of Eretz Yisrael. But the truth is that that's in every type of real learning, that in order to achieve a higher level of understanding, one has to completely leave their previous level of understanding to the extent of hishtoimimus, that they have to be completely confused. You have to leave your whole way of understanding to reach a whole higher level of understanding, just like a seed has to decompose to become a flower. And for a student to receive from a Rebbe, they have to be completely nullified and so too by davening in order to receive When when we daven to receive the godly light. Every day when we daven, the sages say there has to be bitterness. One has to feel bitter of not feeling God's light in one's soul, and according to how much one feels the bitterness, one decomposes and doesn't feel comfortably being in one where one was until then. One is able to receive the godly light within one's soul, and according to how much bitterness a person has from their distance from God, that's how much there's going to be a revelation of the simch, of the joy of Eloquus, in their davening just like Tshuva and Rosh Hashan and Yom Kippur according to how much the Chuva is deeper and the farness from God that one had is, bothers one more in Bipnim Yisnafshe in the depth of their soul and one cries with a bitter soul until the, one completely loses oneself and becomes like nothing if for one loses oneself and feels like there's absolutely nothing left which is the secret of Shvarm Trua, according to that Minam Eitzh yeah, that's how much God is going to reveal that year with a teiva Vanirve especially this year where we had the pandemic where all of us feel like uh, whatever we were until now has become, become completely lost so the Rebbe Roshab is saying that makes us a vessel since we've become I in nothingness we could become now a real vessel to bamer chavka, that God will respond and answer us with the ultimate width and breadth and depth the revelation of Aden of God's infinite light with the coming of Mashiach